to steal a line from Joe Rogan, oh my goodness. How many times is the champion going to be heading into the final minutes of a bout only to have everything snatched from them in an instant? Call Alex Pereira the Shockmaster because this guy just sent a bolt of lightning through the sport of mixed martial arts. A stunning come from behind finish, but can the new champion keep his crown? This night was absolutely wild all around, let's get into it. I'm Tommy from MMA On Point, and Alex Pereira just shook up the world, but can it last? Before we answer that question, though, let's run down this insane card. The Brazilian got the TKO finish against Adesanya in the fifth and final round to become the middleweight champion. Wei Li Zhang recaptured the strawweight title in a dominant win over Carla Esparza via rear naked choke. Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler had a banger that would see the diamond win with a choke of his own. Chris Gutierrez retired Frankie Edgar with a big knee. Dan Hooker used body shots to put away a ground-heavy Claudio Poyas. And here are your prelim results. Definitely go back and watch all those finishes and have a great time doing it. So now that you're all caught up on what went down, let's run the numbers. 281 took place on the UFC's 29th birthday and is their 627th event. It saw 14 fights with 7 KOTKOs, 4 subs, and 3 decisions for a total cage time of 1 hour 55 minutes 35 seconds. 9 favorites would prevail on the night, 5 dogs beat the odds. If you knew Pareto would get a 5th round finish, plus 2500 would have been your reward. Much has been made of 4 UFC fights and a title for Alex, but it's been done before. Li Zhang match that feat. Lesnar, Holm, and Joanna did it in three. Anderson, Rampage, and Tim Sylvia in two. It's still super cool though, don't get me wrong. Adesanya was a single victory away from tying Anderson Silva for the longest middleweight win streak at 13. Zhang moves to three and two in UFC title fights. Career firsts for Poirier and Chandler going back to 2009. A rear naked choke. This marks Mike's first loss to one and Dustin's first win. How is that even possible? Frankie Edgar retires with an all-time in-cage time, just shy of eight hours, earning him our nine to five award. Dan Hooker got his first finish since 2019, and Hanato Moicano gave the best post-fight interview of all time, earning him a golden Nate Diaz microphone. But the stats can only tell us so much, let's talk about what really happened at 281. Can we just take a second before we start and say, holy shit. Seriously, yet again, one of the craziest endings to a title fight we've ever had, and we have said that a lot lately, like what is going on? This was of course one of the ways that everybody knew this fight could end. There's no secret that Pareda has insane power, we saw it when he finished Izzy in kickboxing, and we've seen it since he entered the UFC. Whenever the fight was standing, he was a massive threat. And yet, at the same time, going into the fight, and even all the way up to the fifth round, it seemed so out of reach. This possibility that we could somehow see Adesanya fall, minus a jump up 20 full pounds essentially to challenge the light heavyweight champion, during Stylebender's reign, he's seemed entirely untouchable, just on a completely different level. And so that ending to a fight that he was clearly winning, in one regard, it's not shocking at all, given what we knew about Pareda. And yet, at the same time, it's still one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Adesanya, just like Usman, came into that fifth round of their title defense this year on the cusp of true greatness. Izzy was about to tie Anderson Silva for that 13-fight win streak at middleweight, a record that could truly be comparable even if he didn't have as many title defenses. And just like Kamaru's streak, it was ripped from him right at the last possible second. Will he be able to recover? The same questions remain for Usman, and there couldn't be more intriguing storylines in the sport right now, given the outcome of those two events. 
especially with Adesanya, because Pareto was hyped to the moon. He was perceived as this boogeyman from Adesanya's past, and with his fifth round victory, he's now the only man at 185 pounds in MMA to ever beat Adesanya. He stopped his legacy dead in its tracks, and so that boogeyman narrative just got cranked up to 11, especially because it looked as if Stylebender was on his way to a victory. Can Izzy somehow overcome this man who always seems to have his number no matter what the situation? Can he reclaim his throne? It is must-watch TV. I cannot wait to see how this all plays out. And good God, if there has ever been a need for an immediate rematch, it is in this fight. And not just because Adesanya deserves it. He does. That's just a part of the puzzle, though. The other part is that Pareda showed an ineptitude with grappling, particularly on the ground, that will absolutely be exploited by other fighters in that division who are far more capable in that realm than Izzy. Do not let any of those fights happen UFC. At least not until we get the rematch. They would be throwing money away and shorting the fans big time. It may end up being that grappling is Pareda's downfall in the rematch given how exploitable it is, but please let Adesanya exploit it, not another contender. The curious case of Carla Esparza's second title reign, one marred in controversy after her win against Rose Namajunas, ended how many thought that it would. Even with her always being a game opponent and putting forth her best effort in the first, it was apparent that Zhang was on another level, and she demonstrated as much on her way to that victory. The most obviously marketable and intriguing fight to make would of course be a third bout with Rose, but the UFC may worry that doing that bout again so fast might be dipping into the well for more a bit too soon. After all, it's only been a year. That said, though, there's still a sour taste in a lot of fans' mouths over the Esparza fight, so maybe the trilogy is a way to correct that. But if not Rose, where does one really go from here? You of course have Lamosh, but given Namajunas' status in the title picture over the last five years, it would feel odd to see that championship challenge realized before we see the trilogy bout, especially considering how close the second fight was between Rose and Shang. If I'm the UFC, I just do the third fight, and then we can figure out where we're going from there. The last big bout of the night we've yet to discuss is of course Poirier and Chandler. For Dustin after that win, it makes a ton of sense to place him with Dariush as we wait and see how this whole Volk Islam story arc plays out. I know that's a bit unfair to Benil, but he's not really been one to shy away from a challenge, and honestly, sitting at number four, that fight makes the most sense and would likely guarantee a title challenge should he win. For Mike, his complete lack of self-preservation is both his greatest weakness and his greatest strength. In this fight, he was charging like a bull. Massive heavy shots winged from all directions. Big flashy takedown attempts, even late in the fight when his face was busted and he was exhausted. The man knows only one speed and that is kill. All of that contributed to his loss, but it's also why he's one of the most exciting fighters in the entire sport right now. So where does he go from here? Put this man in fun fights. That is what he is here for. How perfect would it be to have him fight Connor? I mean, are you kidding me? A jacked up 200 pound McGregor cutting down to fight a jacked up Chandler? That fight would be wild as hell and entertain in every possible way. Sign me up. It makes the most sense for both of them right now when you think about it. Let's kick off 2023 for both of these guys with what could be an all-time classic and a massive pay-per-view draw. Finally, let's address the elephant in the room, a narrative that runs many times when we head to MSG, the New York State Athletic Commission and their incompetence. I have never seen a scorecard get edited live on TV like that. I mean, how many times have they flubbed something? We could seriously do a top 10 worst New York State Commission blunders list and probably have to cut seven entries to get down to 10. It just seems like we can't go to New York for more than a card or two without some big, stupid, weird problem. The Empire State isn't the only issue, though. I'm not just picking on them. Commissions all over the country are seriously inept. And with so many readily available solutions, like a privatized board or a federal board or expanding INSAC to cover the entire country, some competent independent body that can stop this nonsense from happening so often. Probably wishful thinking, though, sadly. On that sour note, though, let's wrap up this autopsy and get on with our day. 
huh? 281 was an instant classic pay-per-view, truly the kind of card that makes you glad you spend all those Saturdays grinding through ESPN Plus Apex shows. This was an amazing event almost from start to finish, and it ended with an absolute jaw-dropper. You couldn't have written it any better, and like the best movies, or rather the most profitable ones, 281's likely to produce a sequel that could and hopefully will rival what we saw last night. With a single pay-per-view left in 2022, it's incredibly fitting that we end the year with another title rematch that had a dramatic fifth round come from behind victory. We have seriously been spoiled in 2022 in that regard, but even with all that we've seen, I certainly think it'll be hard for any of those shows to top 281. That's our take on it, but what about you guys? Let us know in the comments below what you thought about 281 and all the madness that came with it. I have to thank you again for the incredible reception we're getting for these new autopsies. Please like and subscribe, it helps out so much. You guys are seriously the best, as is Max Randall, who puts these post-event videos together so fast and in such an entertaining manner that I look like a million bucks when it's actually him, so please go show him some love on his socials, and I'll see you for the next pay-per-view, guys. Have a good one.